Hi, this is Doug Manch, and you're listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. Yes, welcome back. Looney listeners, you are listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast, and we are back again for an extra episode this week, uh, a, quite a special one. Uh, we'll let you know as we get into the show, but uh, also we are simulcast over Twitter and YouTube, so you can catch us there. A couple of faces there for you. Um, he's bent over away at the moment now, but uh, I'd like to introduce... Um, our guest, he's no stranger to the show as well. Uh, he's appeared on more recently Roundtable Robin. He's done an Isla Ra sessions with his favourite book. And we did uh, not that long ago a spotlight as well on his band Delita. So big welcome to you, uh, Noel Looney Tunes Tate. How, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, Ray. How are you? Yeah, good, good. It's always um it's always pretty fun to to have a nice chat with you. Um we had a bit of a chat earlier on today or for you that would have been last night or uh would have <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Uh, I was uh, I was out on the balcony lapping up the sun. Uh, you know, just oh. uh, basking in it. Uh yeah, so uh different time zones, different corners of the world. Um but no, we have you here for a very special reason and that is uh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into your your latest EP, the Other Void. Yes, by my group Deleter. Yes, um, so Loonies will know that Noel and Deleter, the group, uh, provide the music to to the podcast, which we're ever grateful for. And uh, and recently they have released an EP. Uh, it was launched on Friday the thirteenth of September last month. Uh, it's called the Other Void, and it's um. Noel, how about, look, you give us a, a, a bit of a plug for what it's all about. Um, well, it's a six-song EP based on the um, Warren Ellis, Declan Chevy, and Jordy Blair, Declan Shelby, it's hard to say his name, uh, <laughs> and Jordy Blair run on Moon Knight um, called From the Dead. And each song is uh, based on each issue of the run. Mm-hmm. It's very exciting because uh, we did talk about this before in one of our spotlight sessions. Uh, the The album was very much in the works, Noel, um, mm-hmm. and uh, you gave us a bit of an insight into, you know, some of the the ways that you kind of approached uh, the songs. Uh, in this episode, we're hoping to to kind of get through all the songs in, you know, a fair bit of of depth. I uh, I've had a really good listen to the album. I've made some notes as well, Noel. It's a, it's a cracker. I, I love it. Um, so hopefully, um, you've assured me everything's uh, on the table to discuss. So that's um, yeah, anything you want. Yeah, cool. Uh, so this is going to be pretty cool. And also, Looney's the reason why we are releasing this episode as well is that um, Noel uh, and Delita have a gig coming up. Um, so October the 11th, I believe. Uh, let me just uh, pull up the details. Um, at Club or oh, 331 Clubs, Noel, uh, this is a place that you've been to before? Uh, you've gigged before? Oh, yeah, many times. 
Mm-hmm. It's a and nice small little club in the arts district of uh, northeast Minneapolis. Right. So loonies, any of you loonies around the area, highly urge you to uh, check out Delita. Uh, October 11th, which is a, is that a Friday, Noel? I think it's a Friday. Friday. Uh, no cover. And you guys are playing alongside buildings and arms aloft. Is that correct? That's right. Right. Sandwiched in between the two. Yes. And have you, are you, are you friends with these guys? Do you know them that well? Yeah. Or? Buildings, we know very, very, very well. Um, they've been a band for a long time, and I've known those guys for a long time. And we've gigged and even did a little touring with them, too. Okay. They're, They're nice. cool. They're like a heavy, heavy kind of band, just three of them. Yeah. They're nice. Into their comics, or...? They're not into comics. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. One of them was very into uh, the the Netflix uh, Marvel shows. That, oh, okay. I know that for sure. Uh, and then the other band, Arms Aloft, um, are newer friends of ours. We played with them recently. Mm-hmm. And um, they're from the neighboring state, um, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And they're coming to join us for this one. They're, re- they're a really cool band as well. Very political band. Okay. Are they um, fairly young or new to the gigs? I mean, no? I, th- I believe they've been around for a while too, yeah. Okay, okay. Excellent. Well, um, yeah, I mean, loonies, check out these three bands if you can. Again, October 11th, when this podcast drops, um, we're looking to drop early in the week, early to mid next week. So at the end of the week, um, that's where they're at. So yeah, um, very exciting, Noel. Uh, and, and we'll remind loonies towards the end of the show as well. Um, but the main reason why we're here is to look at this EP, The Other Void, Noel. Uh, first and foremost, um, what what can I say? Like uh, I want to say well done, but it's that makes it sound as if like you know I've marked it or something. I just want to say congratulations, <laughs> you, you know, Thank and you. being a fan and it's just an, an awesome. Uh, you know, all six tracks are really fun to, really good to listen to, and uh, as as a Moon Knight fan, it's uh, obviously holds a lot more relevance. So, um, thank you, I guess, is what I want to say for for creating. You're a welcome. Cool, yeah, a cool EP, um, and uh, we're gonna have fun, kind of looking into it. Uh, also, also, I wanted to mention, no, when when you did uh, launch the um, the EP, it was fortuitously on the friday friday the 13th i think of september um you guys uh played a gig at the clear water comedy present the stand-up get down um we did yeah how, how did that go tell us a bit about that how was the uh... it was it was <laughs> weird <laughs> it was in eau claire wisconsin which is where that band arms aloft that we're playing with next um, on the friday the 11th are from Mm-hmm. And it was a mix of music and stand-up comics, yeah. and so the uh, um, we played first, and then like five comics would do just quick tight five sets, mm-hmm. and then another band would play, and then they, it it was very strange. But they got a keg of beer for us, nice, and it was in this uh, really cool spot called the Metro in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. That um. They do like weddings at and stuff. So there was like chandeliers in the green room and a multi-level facility. But it was really fun. It's a nice little town and it's got a pretty deep musical history of its own. So okay. um, uh, it's it was weird. Yeah. <laughs> but we had fun. We had fun anyway. I it, I prefer playing something that's a little off the beaten path anyway. 
Yeah. And, I mean, it's always difficult to gauge your own music and stuff, but how did you feel? Uh, were they receptive to the music? I mean, you mentioned them being a very music, Wisconsin being very kind of music-orientated. Is this the sort of, deleted the sort of music they're into kind of thing? Or Yeah, we're. I mean, we're sort of like the kind of band that people just kind of step back and watch sometimes. It's not mm-hmm. like they uh, freak out or anything. It's not always the most accessible music mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to crowds, but um, uh, we didn't chase anyone away, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. And actually, uh, the question that's just popped up as well, Noel, um, you know, how do you do, not wanting to be too confronting, but as a front man, like, how do you, how do you inter- interact with the crowd? Is, is there a lot of banter in between songs? or? Um, no, I mostly ignore people. I do, do you? Personally, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I do a lot of staring at people, but I don't talk to them much uh, we hardly inter- we try to get in and off as fast as we can okay no um, that's fair enough yeah. yeah yeah just to make it kind of a you know like a freight train coming through well, uh, just so people are more left kind of stunned than anything that's, that's more fun <laughs> well just you know um more mostly about the music isn't it there rather than yeah actual exactly any, yeah we don't you know we don't um sell any merchandise except for records we don't have t-shirts any of that kind of stuff we don't try to mm-hmm. brand ourselves very well oh, and so we just try to let the music speak for its own man you should you should get you should get a get a shirt done yeah get deleted uh if anything uh and i know that you did it as well um the the cover to the other void awesome design i gotta say oh, thank you uh yeah, very uh, obviously very inspired by the Egyptian thing, but I, I love the the mm-hmm. kind of the negative, and uh, I don't know whether it was a, a nod to Moon Knight, but the blue, white, and black um, just works really well. Just those simple. Yeah, I actually designed that um, cover about a week before they announced the Moon Knight TV show with the same ah, yeah. color scheme. So. Yeah. I think Marvel owes me a little bit of money, <laughs> and it works for well. inspiring that. Well, I've never, I didn't know that blue and uh, you know blue, black, and gray were Moon Knight colors, but apparently they are. No, I mean if you look at the Bemis run, I think more purple's been introduced in there, and uh, and, and of course the black and white as well. But um, mm-hmm. no, no, it works very well. So uh, you need that as a t-shirt. No, I don't know. Get, get, get that happening. I'll go make one. We'll make you a one-off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, cool. So, uh, oh, I was about to say as well, like just about that frontman thing, cause, um, there was a band I used to follow over here and <clears throat> the frontman, his name's Ben. Unfortunately, he's passed away, uh, you know, mm. a fair few years ago. Um, uh, but he was always, always quite kind of acerbic towards the crowd, you know, um, yeah, sort of confrontational. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, because in Sydney, I don't know if it's about the same at your, your end, your neck of the woods. But whenever there's a gig happening, um, people still tend to talk and murmur and mingle and do stuff. And uh, anyway, Ben would just like, he'd get the shits and go, hey, <laughs> everyone, <laughs> pipe down. We're playing now. <laughs> you know? And he was good. He was, re- he was a really good musician, really great singer. Um, it's a real shame mm-hmm. that he kind of passed away, but uh, he had a very memorable stage presence. Um, anyway. Let's get on. Let's crack straight into this EP. And loonies, what we're going to do? So Noel and I, Noel has given me, uh, graciously given me permission, no holes barred. 
what we're going to do, we're going to go through each of the tracks, starting from uh, track one, which is Slasher, all the way down to Spectre. Um, I've, I've got a little subcategories here for each of the songs. We're going to go through it. I'm going to play some clips as well. Uh, just get a bit of insight uh, from Noel as to how these songs came about. Uh, but also just to get a sense of, I love doing this, Noel. Just get a sense of how things are put together, the layering. It's, it's, all, it's all great stuff. So um, actually, sorry, before we get into that, a couple other questions, Noel. Uh, you mm-hmm. mentioned you had a uh, so you had some friends as well as the band members um, uh, get involved into the creation of the EP. Uh, some backing vocals more often, uh, more more in particular. Um, and mm-hmm. you mentioned you had a uh, you had to coach one of them, Janie. Uh, yeah, the friend. We just had one friend do um, a lot of backup vocals, and she's a fantastic singer. And um, her. Um, her and her husband are they're pretty into comics but they're not completely caught up i think with everything um her husband has uh asked me a lot for uh newer recommendations for things i mean he go he goes he's my age he goes back mm-hmm. to comics for a long time but you know like like a lot of people recently he's kind of catching up and like when black panther came out he was like what are newer black panther things i could be into and i was like well ta Coates and um, brian stelfreeze you just go buy all that stuff right away and get that um and she once um showed me a picture she had they had found the um archie punisher crossover (laughs) i can't believe that that? no i can't believe there's one but i'm not surprised (laughs) (laughs) it's hilarious it's really funny but uh while while we were um she came in cold. I don't even know if she'd even listened to the recordings and she came to the house to record and I busted out my trade of, uh, uh, from the dead. And for each song I would kind of break down. I was like, okay, here's as sort of inspiration. I was like, here's this song is based on this issue. And we kind of go through it. She's cool. Whoa, that's weird. Or that's messed up or whatever. Like, okay. So whatever that sort of makes you feel, that's sort of the character I want you to bring to whatever vocals, you're oh, cool. doing on it and so for every every time we'd get one done we just spend an afternoon recording we'd get one onto the next and i'd come out and I'd say okay issue two it's called sniper and it's very fast and violent and you know just kind of coaching through yeah. so it was really fun to have sort of like a, a visual representation of what the audio was trying to kind of put across and then put it through her um, filter and see what came out her artistic filter and see what kind of came out the other end. So it was really fun. Wow! So she um, is singing her trade as well. Like she, she, is she. Yeah, like a she's a vocalist. By okay. that's her job. Okay, because I was about to say yeah. that. Really, I had not considered that at all about um, as you mentioned, asking her to go into like character and how that influences each of the tracks. You know, when you first mentioned it and backing vocals, I just meant okay. I just thought okay, you got you got a friend to come over, and uh, she just you know she's a good singer and she just put her vocals in. But to actually mm-hmm. have give it a bit more thought into okay, how am I going to approach these backing vocals? How am I going to approach you know each of the songs? Is uh, yeah, it's quite interesting. I, I didn't realize kind of singers do that. I'm probably very sometimes. Ignorant. I mean, yeah. that could be a job of a of producer sometimes too. You mm-hmm. know, um, is to kind of get other things out of a vocal especially she's just really fantastic she does a lot of voiceover work too so she's okay. kind of an, you know she's acted in the past so she's more involved than some some people just do show up and sing 
Yeah. And that's yeah. cool because that's the, that's job one, but yes. we want, um, she's so great and such a good friend of mine. We've known each other since we were kids. So it, it was, it's really fun to interact and be able to get into something. And there's shorthand too. It's not like I sat out here for an hour pouring over sure. the issue. It's just like, this is kind of the thing. And she's like, Oh, I get it. And because yeah. she's into comics too, she's like, Oh, that's really cool. Okay. I get it. I got, I've got, I've yeah. got a thing. And then boom, she'd nail it. Was there any one particular song out of the six that surprised you, the way that she kind of approached it? Mm. Was there like uh, something that you, you uh, she suggested that you thought, oh, that's pretty cool. Let's go for that. It w- Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't probably, I think it's Sleep. She does a, no, it's not. It's the uh, last track, Spectre. Mm-hmm. You can really hear a character in her voice. Nice. Um, at the, there's kind of a, a, a sort of a bridge part in the middle that gets mm-hmm. sort of weird and sad. And um, t- toward the end of that, it sort of uh, crescendos and builds up to go to the last bit. Mm-hmm. And the, the yeah, that character she brought, I was like, oh, that's really cool. Nice. Sounds like a messed up David Bowie or something. <laughs> nice. Well, I, I've got a couple of clips from Spectre as well. Um, I can't remember which ones. I've. Let's see if, if, she, if she features in that one. Um, okay, so we are going to go through... Uh, each of oh, actually, sorry again. One other thing, one final thing, Noel. <laughs> oh, gosh, I really should put these questions in order. You know, on the sheet. <laughs> ah, anarchy. Um, anarchy. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I think you touched upon it in the spotlight. Um, orders that the, the order of actually creating and putting down on tape each of the songs. How did they go? Like, obviously, it didn't go from Sniper to to. Um, oh, it didn't go from Slasher to Spectre. Right or did it? It did. It it with the basic tracking. It did. Okay. We didn't. We didn't write them in that order, but we did um, track them in that order. Yeah. Okay. Also, oh, so because right away, as soon as the band realized kind of what I had in mind, yeah, we knew we kind of had to do it the same the same way as the um, as the arc is. Okay. Oh well, then as in say writing them, then how did they go? What was the first one? That of? that was sort of. I think the first one was. Um, I can't remember now. It was probably, um, it was either Slasher or Scarlet. I can't remember, okay. but we we wrote in different orders. Yeah. Um, in fact, I think there may have been one or two songs that we scrapped that just weren't feeling the, they didn't feel like the issue. Ooh, hang on, put a so pin we in. Didn't, yeah, put a pin in that one. I'd like to, to get into that. Like we'll go through each and if, if you have any of the ones that, you know, ended up on the cutting room floor. That would be interesting to hear about. Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Um, all right. So, uh, so sorry, what was it? Scarlet, Scarlet was first? Did you, Sleep was first, did you say? It was either Slasher or Scarlet. Slasher They all start Scarlet. with S. Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and what was the last one? Uh, was the last one that was written? Sleep. Sleep. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, yeah very nice. Very nice track, that one. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, well, anyway, yep, let's, uh, st- no more dilly-dallying, let's get into it, loonies, we're just going to dive right in. Uh, okay, so the, I'm just going to read this out, Noel from your band camp as well, Delita, description skewed but catchy, straightforward yet obtuse, angry but thoughtful, sleeker, simpler, meaner, and uh, and we have a roll call here, uh, so Travis Collins on bass guitar and vocals, we've got Joshua McKay, 
uh, on drums, percussion, and drum machine programming. Uh, Noel, Looney Tunes Tate on uh, vocals, guitar, and... It doesn't say that on the thing. <laughs> <laughs> and sound collage. Uh, Jordan uh, Morantes uh, on guitar yes. and soundscapes. And Janie Winterbauer on vocals. So those were the players on this EP. Now, um, the first track off this EP is Slasher. And uh, and I had a note here, Noel. I think it's very important because the beginning of a, an album, you want to kind of capture the feel for it. Um, yeah, the mood. The mood. Uh, this has uh, got an advantage because it, it links to a particular arc, which is the um, Ellis Shelby run. So there's a preconception of the mood there already, but you want to do it right. And, uh, and so anyway, um, we get a very um, otherworldly... I guess introduction to uh, to the album through Slasher um, and uh, Noel. I, we were talking about it earlier. I, I likened it to actually the beginning of uh, Beethoven's Ninth Symphony and Stravinsky's Rite of Spring, where there are at the very beginning of the piece, there's like a um, like an ambience that begins begins it. Um, so, so let's, uh, let's, let me play yeah, this. Almost like a, yeah. like a string section or the violin section warming up. What exactly? Warming right up. those pieces. Like a, yeah. Well, before it comes crashing in. Exactly. Well, for the writer's mm-hmm. spring as well, it's more kind of like the, um, the beginning of nature, you know, just like mm-hmm. natural sounds. So anyway. Yeah. Here, and this is the beginning of a psycho killer. <laughs> that's right. This is a little different from nature. Anyway. So, um, so I'm just going to play the beginning of, uh, of Slasher for everyone to listen to. We've got a slasher again. So very, um, you know, very um, sparse. But you know what I noted first with the arrangement was the the drum machine, right? No, is is that I'm very not that well versed in <laughs> in the technical side of yeah of things. making that sound. We actually had asked him to come up. Uh, I think there's only one track on the EP without a drum machine, but mm-hmm. at that point, early on, there was he didn't have a drum machine for that part, and I was like, just come up with something. We need something to make sounds, and he had that cha cha cha. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, that sounds like what is it Halloween?" Yeah, right, right. Yeah, uh, but you know, it sounds like literally something from like a slasher film, like that sound. I think it's Halloween, the Michael right. Myers sound when he's nice. coming to get you. Yeah, or yeah. is it Friday the Thirteenth? One of the you know the cha 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 cha. Yeah, cha-cha. I was like, "Whoa, it sounds like that. That's perfect. That's creepy as hell, and especially with that ominous sort of delayed reverbed guitar." And I was like, "That sets the mood before even the first word or beat hits." Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that guitar as well, it's just that, like, um, re- repeating that kind of note, sustaining that note. Um, yeah, I got the vibe of more of it because the, the, um, the issue's kind of very noirish um, and it's a bit eerie. The guy's, you know, he's de- deformed and killing people to, to get body parts and stuff. So, um, yeah, yeah you're before right. Before you even know that, it's just uh, Flint talking to Mr. Knight and the yeah. whole thing. Yeah, it's just very noir and creepy in that way. Yeah. Before, so, you know, and just like their little conversation is quiet and yeah, 
weird. <laughs> so it's I'm a, like oh, I've seen this before. This is yeah. Yeah. No, that's a very very nice um kind of slow kind of building introduction and and the whole this whole song arrangement wise and all right it, it really does build upon itself. Um so uh you've got then the bass and drums coming in with the vocals um for for the verse. Uh, and then during the second verse, we've got um, an introduction, is that correct, of a, a second guitar, like playing a um, like a, a riff or a phrase through there? Yeah, Jordan does all kinds of like, cool stuff like that. Mm, um, just, just gives it a little yeah, bit of difference. Just a, 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 you know, an extra dynamic yeah. push-up, mm-hmm. sort of, and melodic push-up, because little of what I do is melodic, so... <laughs> and he's got melody coming out as wazoo, so <laughs> it's nice to have him. But he he holds back a lot, yeah, and then sort of unleashes. That's kind of been his his um, signature lately. Well, there, there's certainly an unleashing. The final chorus is for me. I, I had full instrumentation, like the all inclusive. Um, so uh, uh, structure wise, we get okay. So at the beginning, we get that short intro. Uh, we get the verse. We get the chorus. We get the second verse, and it, it starts to introduce extra guitars in there. I've noticed. Um, actually, uh, I, I did a re-listen, and the second verse. Uh, sorry, is it Jordan or, or how you mixed it? It comes in, um, the second guitar comes in earlier. So it just gives it, it's a little point of difference, um, I found, uh, with it. So in the first verse, say, there was a, a guitar that comes in after the after the second line. And in the second verse, it comes in just before the end of the second line and starts to build up. Um, and then uh, we get the chorus, again, the second chorus with the extra guitars. Um, and then there's like a bridge version. Uh, and the cor- verse, and then there's a chorus at the end with with full on, it full on explodes, right? Um, yeah, all pedals on, all pedals all on, distortion <laughs> pedals on. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, no, but very, very cool indeed. Um, yeah, so I mean, tell us a little bit about the, um, I guess, working at on the on the chorus, like, and the verse. Yeah, that was I, the verse, and the it's sort of the way. Um, you know, at that end of that issue, it's Mark talking to that doctor and the doctor saying, you know, you, you don't have DID, you've got a God in your head or whatever, and that's messing you up. And, and, you know, she explains to us the different aspects of Kanshu. And I thought that's a good way to, the chorus is, you know, just literally, I say the four aspects Mm, and that's it. So it's a way of setting up the issue, but it's also a way of setting up kind of the idea of, um, you know what Kanchu is and what Moon Knight is, and sort of the feel of the character in general. So it kind of jumps back and forth. Mm. And the first verse is literally just kind of like the the um, what happens in the issue, and then the second and third verses kind of mix mix in the two between Mark's origin and oops, uh, Mark's origin and um, the rest of the issue. Mm. So that's yeah. what the chorus is is literally just. Uh, the four aspects yeah, which, of Moon Knight. Yeah, I mean, and we, we discussed this before as well, just off air, about it. Uh, Ellis used that in the story, um, but it is actually true to uh, Egyptian mythology. Um, so, yeah, which is yeah. cool. Somebody looked up his wiki. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, exactly. So we have Pathfinder, Embracer, Defender, and Watcher of Travelers at Night, which is, yeah, as, as you say, Noel, basically um, sums up the whole course. Uh, were there any um, 
Well, actually, let me... Do you think Doug Munch looked up or knew... I know he knew some about Egyptian mythology, but how much do you think he was thinking about when he kind of retold the origin of Moon Knight? It looked into that, Uh, those aspects of Khonshu. Well, speaking with him, I can't remember if it actually made it onto the interview um, when I chatted with Doug Mensch as well, but he was is really into his Egyptian mythology. He actually has um, cool. statues and relics in his house as well. So, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so he, he really I mean, dug if you it. Couldn't, if someone just said, oh, there's this Egyptian god, here's the four aspects, I would immediately go, oh, that's a superhero. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's yeah. like what a perfect setup. Oh man, the, the Egyptians knew what they were doing. They loved their comics, apparently, as well, with the hieroglyphs. <laughs> so, <laughs> way ahead of us. So, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I've got another clip here. So, uh, I mentioned before again, um, uh, what do we got? Uh, the chorus. So, uh, so the the four aspects, as you mentioned, Noel, and the the outro. So, this is the the massive kind of chorus at the end. I love the um, that sound. Uh, yeah, no, uh, back. no. Towards the end of it, towards the end of that chorus, I love the collapse. It's, it sounds almost as if the song's just collapsing in a heap at the end. Yeah, that's Jordan's, uh, the guitar player's genius. He's yeah. just, he's he knows music really well. I mean, he he uh, he knows theory and all that stuff, but he just throws it out the window when he needs to. Yeah, it's it's very cool, very cool indeed. Um, with this song, uh, Slasher Noel. Were there any previous versions of it, or as we mentioned earlier, cutting room floor outtakes or um, uh, revisions of it that you weren't happy with that didn't really make it into the song? No, it was pretty no? fully formed. Okay. I mean, it's it's really a simple structure. It's just you know, mm-hmm. verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, verse, chorus. I guess mm-hmm. so. It, it didn't really need a lot of. No. Messing around with. Well, I mean, that's fair enough. What I did find in my uh, travails going through this EP, Noel, is that the structure, actually, each of the songs are very distinct and different. Um, And I didn't know whether that was an intentional thing or that was just something that evolved when you when you made each of the songs. But as you mentioned, this is like verse, chorus, verse, chorus. We'll send the other ones. They're slightly different. Um, So... Yeah, that's... I mean, that's part of... um, writing something inspired on someone else's work. But that's also, but that's the other half of that is we also want to mix it up as much as possible when mm-hmm. we write new songs. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, for sure. Um, just going into the final bits with lyrics. Uh, I, you know, I've just noted for each of the songs, some standouts for me. Um, maybe I can ask yourself as well, Noel, any, any standout lyrics for yourself um, that you like of, um, of slasher but for me i love the um the the verse uh, important machines noise inside the bone i've died before so i stood up 
which is very Moon Knight. I've got that in bold. Never met anyone like me. So, um, again, if you know the issue as well, you, you can relate to what all this means as well with the antagonist. Yeah. Um, but that, that kind of stood out to me, those lyrics there. And anyone's uh, uh, from this song, Slasher, that kind of, that you were happy with, that you, th- you thought, hmm, this is good. I'm, I'm happy that this came out this way. Um. Well, yeah, I do like that verse. I mean, that's just taking snippets of sort of the conversation that he's having, mm-hmm. uh, that Moon Knight is, or Mr. Knight is having with that um, antagonist. It's pretty, There's that moment where, you know, I think he even says something like, oh, these machines look really important. Or that looks, you know, some device that's been, he's grafted onto himself yes. looks important. And then the guy looks down and he's <laughs> he's got, <the laughs> got a shirk in it. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. <laughs> it's just it's a, it's such a great scene. It is very cool. It shows Mister Knight's like you know two steps ahead, and and he even says something. Mm-hmm. Didn't he say something as well? Like oh, you're already dead or something like that. He's he's quite content with himself. He said I've already dispatched with you. Yeah, it's just well, that's the, the guy's. You know, I'm gonna kill. He's like I've died before. That you know, yeah. that's his line about dying before. He always says it was boring. Uh, I can do this over and over again. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's great. That's really good. Well, um, so as I mentioned, that was a verse. Look, I'm, I'll play this now for you, for you loonies to listen to it. Um, and, yeah, here are the, the lyrics that I mentioned. So that was uh, that was Slasher uh, and Noel as well. Lyrics wise, uh, we'll get to it. It's um, I haven't got all the lyrics here in front of me for Slasher, but there are some recurring lyrics. I think that happened in Not Good Enough. That those lyrics they they return, yeah. Inspector. Yeah, and as they do in um, the comic too. Mm, okay. From the first the first issue to the last, I mean, it's Warren Ellis's brilliance. I mean. I think we've talked before about how he said in interviews that he likes to write as if he's writing lyrics or writing yes. an album, Yeah, which is another perfect reason. That is why it's so inspirational of a uh, of a comic in that way. It, you know, there's themes and the callback and like the sort of the hero's journey thing about, uh, you know, things rhyming or whatever. And it's kind of the same thing. Like um, Moon Knight says that to this guy. He's like, not good enough, soldier. Yeah. And I think the line is, well, not good enough is Inspector as well. He's, you know, when um, uh, the uh, former officer is training and lifting, he keeps saying to himself, not good enough, not good enough. Yeah. I was like, ah, that's pretty good. And that's also a a good look into how a lot of us feel about our own insecurities and all that stuff um that's what people say to each other or say to themselves to try to uh push themselves forward yeah no true Uh, which is funny because what is good enough i mean that's not even exactly doesn't doesn't mean anything no true true um it can also be taken very much so people can kind of relate to that statement but also if you look at mr knight um it kind of also represents how um how high standards he kind of sets himself and uh how on top of i guess for me it's like 
how on top of the game he is. And like mm-hmm. if they're lieutenant or, as you say, military backgrounds, um, not up to scratch, then, you know, he calls it out. So, yeah, very, very cool. Um, yeah, I didn't realise that it returned in the comics as well. So um, Yeah. Uh, next track we have is Sniper. Now, this one, uh, Noel, is a shorter, sharper, well, it's a shorter song. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it doesn't... Um, there's a quicker at the beginning. There's a quicker uh, tempo with the bass line, which you can really hear. Uh, and let's let's have a listen to just the intro. So. It kind of starts off rawer than, say, the first track, which employed already a drum machine and, and to create that kind of atmosphere. What we get is basically just bass and the first guitar just um, coming in. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we get the drums. And is it, um, there's, I'll put down here a whomping, like a whomping sound. Is that, <laughs> what's that from, Noel? There's, a, there's an effect. The whomp- oh, well, there's the harmonics on my guitar, that do, 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 do. Um, that could be and then the, yeah there's actually effect on the snare drum it's like a gated reverb okay that and could whatever be yeah. whatever frequency that the snare drum is coming across wherever the uh, threshold clips off the reverb it kind of gave it a whoomp sound and i was that's... like oh that's cool i'm not touching that just let that one be so that came across in the in the, in the mixing we hadn't we hadn't pre-planned that and there's okay. actually no drum machine in this one okay so i wanted to at least kind of have it a little bit of a f- mechanical feel mm-hmm. for the percussion a little bit and that was the perfect thing to do nothing sounds more 80s and mechanical than a gated reverb on a snare drum <laughs> like phil collins or something and, and what was the intent then of, of um intending that sort of sound for for this song sniper just to have that kind of whomping sound okay. and, yeah. and yeah just a another element because there was no drum machine to kind of fill out the rest of that mm-hmm. kind of that palette yeah um, and so it wasn't totally an intent other than i was like i wanted to make the drum sound a little bit more machiney but as soon as like by accident that whoop sound i yeah like i said i just left it be and i was like that's great that's good and then it, when uh, yeah. josh our drummer heard that mix he was like Ooh, that is cool whatever that is <laughs> it's like that was you buddy <laughs> that's good now it fills in it fills in um it fills in the sound uh and then from the drums and um and these, uh, this thing, there's the vocals come in, but then there are additional guitars that really fill fill this out. Um, it's a shorter song, structure wise. I've got down it's a shorter issue. Oh, it's a shorter issue as well. It feels. Like I mean, sh- it's probably still twenty two pages. It feels but it doesn't like it feel like it flies. It you can read it in two minutes. Yeah, and that's kind of why the song is two minutes. Right, a lot of all action, all action. Yeah, a lot of silent panels and and just yeah, just very very uh, cinematic. I think we we call it as well. Um, mm-hmm. It just I think your eye does most of the work in it. If that makes any yeah. sense. I mean, I know we all yep. read the comics, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of moving. So structure-wise, so this is a little quicker, quicker pace, sniper. Um, so different from what we mentioned before, verse, chorus, verse, chorus. What I've got here is uh, you have a verse A, and then there's an extended instrumental, I think, with um, which kind of goes into a verse B. It's not exactly a chorus, but at the end, which no. is the chant There's a of- key change. It, it shifts down, I think, a whole step. 
Okay, right. For that for that beaver. So we're playing the same thing. Like the bass line is the exact same thing the entire song. Well, that's what except I except for he. Okay, that's he what he transposes I it down that whole step for okay. that second verse, but it's still the same bass line, just now down a step. Oh wow! Okay, and then back up a step for the end. Yeah. Okay. Because I was. Yeah, I was convinced that uh, it was it was the same with a few changes here and because it did it did sound different. I didn't pick it as a tone down or so, but um, yeah, great. Mm-hmm. It, it's also got at the end of um, it's not a chorus, but it's kind of like a, an anthem, an anthemic kind of chant of the bank always wins. Which upon first mm-hmm. hearing for me, I thought that was like the chorus, but then obviously going through the song again. It's not your conventional chorus. And then it returns to verse A kind of format with obviously different mm-hmm. lyrics. Um, yep. Yeah, very quick, very cool song. As you say, uh, reflects the, the issue itself and how quickly that goes by. Um, cutting room floor, Noel, any, any, um, anything here to pick up? Any, any massive changes uh, that didn't make it to the final cut? Or um, any ideas that didn't make it to the final cut for this one? I don't think it was another one where it was just done. I mean, it's such a simple song. Mm. It was probably the second to last one that we had written when when yeah. we were rehearsing. Um, the, I think the only thing that I think the very last verse, because you know, it kind of decrescendos at the end in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, the the main guitar part just starts playing that kind of like almost U2 type melody, the delay, like whatever he does. I think he had revised that one time, but it was pretty much just that. And I was like, that's a cool way to end it. Cause the issue kind of comes down. I mean, most of the lyrics, um, are just kind of taken from, uh, that sniper's former boss, the, you know, the last one to, yes, the, the, the man at the end of the issue, who's basically describing to Moon Knight, like, Oh, this guy was our hired assassin or whatever. Yeah. And now he's useless to us. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's a, it's a good way. So we've talked about that before, about how every issue in this run ends so weirdly and so yeah. abruptly, and it's how cool abrupt. that is. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and you can argue the fact that this kind of really ends up. This ends quite abrupt as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've got one clip here to play. Again, this is lyrics and standouts for me. Uh, I'll ask you first, Noel, I guess then. Um, don't want to steal any thunder. Uh, any uh, lyrics that really kind of... Uh, no, you, you, you go ahead because I don't uh, remember them. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, I picked a, I picked a whole a verse again and no guesses Well, as to why. There's another kind of classic Moon Knight quote. Um, All nine shots before the bullet hits the bone... One last job for free. They took my life, so I take theirs. I'm not real, nor are we. So, yeah, uh, yeah that last line, um, classic Moon Knight again. So let me play. Let me play this one um, for the loony listeners. little punch of Janie's vocal right there i'm not real yeah. it's really cool it's so poppy it sounds like the pixies or something i was it's about to say cool. the pixies yeah 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 kim deal <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah 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 her and i talked about that a couple times on especially actually on slasher that 
um, the delivery of the, uh, you know, I say, you know, uh, Pathfinder, and then they, they say Pathfinder, mm-hmm. and she goes, does it really deadpan? And the first time she did, it, I was like, whoa, that sounds like Kim Deal. That's cool. Do that. And <laughs> cool. So, yeah. Nice. She just like straight face delivered Pathfinder, but you know, she <laughs> sings like an angel. So it's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> effortless, effortless. Yeah. Um, and that was her, I think that was her idea. Yeah. Um, to do it because Travis is actually saying every single line with me on that song. Mm-hmm. So that's not me doubled up. That's okay. my voice and his voice. And he's just uh, syncopated with my yeah right vocal, which is cool. Yeah. And, uh, and by Janie coming in there as well, I guess, uh, again, that um, quite, I mean, for Looney fans, that quite popular or famous phrase of I'm not real, nor are we, again, it can be seen as almost a chant. So, um, you know, mm-hmm. why not have um, other vocals in there as well? Yeah. Well, I thought that was cool, too. The, the fact the line right before that is, um, wait, what is it again? Uh, they took, <laughs> they took my life, so I take theirs. Oh, they took theirs. my life, so I take theirs. That, mm. that, that's something that, uh, that the antagonist in this issue is, mm. that's, his, that's his point. But in a way, that's also, that's also Moon Knight's point. So it's a good parallel for those two yeah. characters. And in the quick antagonist, you know, he... Mark dies, he comes back, and then he takes vengeance on the people who killed him. So, yeah, yeah that's cool. That's cool. That's good. Um, great. And so now we come up to the third track, Noel, which is uh, the released single uh, from this EP, Box, which um, which we've played previously as well. Uh, this is a cool, um, and I'll I'll play this entirety uh, after we discuss it um, for the listeners. Uh, I've got here, Noel. Look, I had a bit of a dabble <laughs> trying to find the key. A dabble. Uh, trying to find the key for this. Um, so it goes in <laughs> chromatics at the beginning, right? I mean, I don't know power chords or whatever for for guitars, but was it was it F sharp, F E? Did it go step down to get that right? No. <laughs> M- music. Is <laughs> <Wow. laughs> okay. it? Uh, it's in. Isn't it, I think it's in B. It's in B. Okay. Oh, maybe no, it's not. It, you're right. I think it actually isn't. Uh, I can't. I play a a weird chord really up high. There's okay. like the the root, the root and the fifth. Uh, and then the second chord, it's still the uh, the root drops, but the fifth stays. Oh, so that's why okay. it gives it that kind of dissonance. And I have a weird yes. effect on it. Right. There's um there's an old um quite kind of sounds sort of wobbly mm-hmm. my guitar which is the intro guitar with the drum machine doing that kind of hip hop beat thing. Mm-hmm. Um there there's an old back in the 50s 60s when they were trying to create um reverb and echo effects. There's all kinds of different ways they do it. The most one of the more famous ones obviously is the uh, tape echo. Mm-hmm. Where the second head, the p- second playback head or record head is um off and that's where you get the da 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 but another kind of technology they used was um uh a similar thing with a a record and play head but inside of an oil can oh cool and the oil can would spin around and then they would uh send the audio through it with like a um like an electromagnetic pulse or something like that anyway it get it got because there was uh the can the me- the mechanics of the device um, was is literally like a can you know that you would have like oil in and there's oil in it um, 
so the audio travels through this kind of weird wobbly sound and it'll just like kind of do that and you can actually get they've made pedals lately to kind of try to recreate that sound because it's been so out of fashion and it can be so disturbing and most people don't want something like that but of course i'm drawn to things like that sound disturbing (laughs) and and wrong and uh when i saw um, a couple different companies and started to make this effect i was like oh that's cool because you can't find those original devices anymore that work i mean every once in a while someone will have one but they i guess they break down all the time Mm, (laughs) they just don't work and i was like well if somebody's making something that even comes close to replicating that I got to have it. And I use it a lot on this record, actually. But that's the main thing. Cool. No, that's, uh, yeah, that's nice. I mean, I do love the the soundscapes that you guys create in it. Uh, it goes beyond the, um, what did they, someone, uh, there was someone on Facebook, they likened your band to, it was another band, I can't remember it for the life of me, um, but they, they're oh, kind, of, kind of well-known. Um, oh. Block Party? Was that it? No. No. Oh, that's a band. That's a band. <laughs> yeah, plucked that from somewhere. Um, no, mm-hmm. anyway, you know, the effects are really, really cool. So, uh, no, interesting stuff. Um, I used to listen to They Might Be Giants, Noel. I don't know if you... you, you know. I saw them many times when yeah. I was young. Yeah, me too as well. They Actually, they're <laughs> one of the few bands that didn't mind coming to Australia, so... Um, yeah, they didn't mind coming to Minnesota either. They <laughs> seem to be here all the time. Oh, nice. Yeah. But they loved experimenting with sounds and, um, and, and trying different things. I remember they recorded one of their songs purely from the, the wax cylinder from the Edison. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the actual real way of, well, not the real way, the, the old-fashioned yeah, the, way of recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it sounds really good. It's very soft, but you can still hear it. It's it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so Box, uh, so as you mentioned, um, uh, you come in with the guitars. Uh, there's a second guitar that comes in uh, with the, um, the structure, which, again, I guess is more again of the the traditional sense of verse chorus verse chorus there's an instrumental break um and there's a verse uh, and then it winds down I said almost like a musical box towards the end there um in any any ways of, of approaching this song Noel with the the content in mind of of that uh you know that issue with the the music box because it is tied in with music a little and punks yeah, I mean that was the thing. It was like, oh, there's punks, <laughs> there's <laughs> yeah. punks in this comic. Yeah. Um, and Declan Shelby is maybe famously or not so famously a big fan of punk and alternative and weird music. Like, there's a Easter egg right on the cover for um, yes, Sonic Youth, mm-hmm. which I think is his. He said he's said before is his favorite band, okay. and Fugazi and Fugazi. Sex Pistols yeah. and what else? I even found some other ones when I zoomed in. Uh, a few weeks ago. I can't even remember what else it is. But yeah, so I wanted it to be... It's not the most punk rock song on the record, but I wanted it to be the most sort of experimental. Yeah, so like you, public image he has right on that cover. Sun O, he does a little Easter egg too. It's like, <laughs> you don't see that often. The only other person who's that end up punk who does comics is probably matthew rosenberg because he used to run a punk rock record label so oh he it's did funny. okay <laughs> yeah all right yeah i was talking to him on twitter once and i was like oh i used to be in a band that was in your scene and he was like oh crap i loved that record and i was oh, like cool wow. write it into a comic <laughs> yeah. that's cool he won't <laughs> um 
he kind of yeah he kind of has that look doesn't he of the uh, I could imagine him running a, a record label um, yeah well that's why a lot of people have been pushing him to do Moon Knight <laughs> and uh, he's like listen they're not giving me Moon Knight <laughs> and I was like I, I'm not sure what other people's motivation but, but mine was personal you know it was kind of selfish so it was like, <laughs> Moon Knight to me is like the most punk rock character you should be writing you're the most punk rock writer at Marvel <laughs> you should probably be writing this guy yeah well he certainly just tried to i mean in the punisher comic he's, he's introduced moon knight there so um he's very yeah incidentally token gesture but still <laughs> um, yeah. anyway uh lyrics wise no i've got here so for me when i was looking at the lyrics for this for box um much of it obviously is quite descriptive of of the issue and the story um but what i wanted to to shout out was um this uh the chorus basically uh so a world beyond they map the afterlife they shroud the dead touch or punch the untouchable so i think the lyrics here are a lot more abstract than the more descriptive ones that were a bit more um obvious for for the story uh was that was that an intent um by any chance um there's just that the the break in the middle of the um issue where um where specter goes back to the to the mansion and country was talking to him and you know how it, it, it does become i mean it's simple he just says you've got things to uh that you can use to fight ghosts and when he goes and he opens the line he's like i don't remember purchasing any of this yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. but that there's there's some there's some kind of references in Kanchu's speech about um what you know like what this stuff can do and how it's sort of otherworldly and so the chorus is kind of describing like um the you know sort of the egyptian um i don't I, they're not i don't know just kind of like the, the the mythology behind or not even the mythology i mean the real life like the way they'd mummify okay. um, kings and stuff to be able to to live on in the afterlife right you know what i mean yeah no actually that makes a lot more lot more sense now and i didn't pick that that was related to that conversation with conchu and the the basement with mm-hmm. the relics and stuff I, I had it here as i thought it was the um yeah it, it probably sounds silly now for you because that's that's not what you've written for but i was i just thought it was actually about those punk rock ghosts uh, a bit more of a i thought it was more of an abstract description of them kind of drifting drifting in and out you know um um you know touch the untouchable or punch the untouchable because you know in the issue yeah i mean that's like moon knight's part of the story in the song yeah. right there you know yeah um because yeah. that's like can't you saying to him like hey if you go put on this old egyptian mm. shit you can become sort of magic or whatever and then you you know or you'll be in sort of the, the plane that they're in yeah um yes. you know or sort of the dimension they're in and then you can punch him because which i mean obviously he couldn't punch him before yes and now he can punch them when he has the bird suit on yeah so really cool um uh, you know thing that warren ellis came up with um about having him fight the ghosts and it kind of one of those yeah one of those examples where i want to see murnot fight more supernatural kind of beings in because because of that particular instance um mm-hmm. so let's uh let's play but that was like the first time other than sort of fist of Kanchu, mm. 
which, you know, they started bringing the relics and he had the weapons that they retconned that Hawkeye made or whatever. Um, but that, that was the first time that they really brought it back to some heavy Egyptian mythology stuff that Ellis brought back. And I was like, that's really cool. And mm -hmm. it's in the middle of this crazy, um, this crazy issue yeah. where he's fighting punk rock ghosts, but there's that little break when he goes back home yeah. where it just gets really deep. It's like, yeah. and, and just in a, what, two, three pages. Mm. Oh, it just sinks Moon Knight right back into that. That's what the genius of this run is. He was oh, yeah. able to, to remind you of all why Moon Knight's so cool. Yep. And yeah, that yeah. there's so much, uh, ideas that you can bring through with that character. Yeah. He does it with an, an economy of, of like, of pages and, and storytelling he does it um but i think it's really cool that he does it throughout the the whole six issues uh ellis you know he's got he's got the fans respect because he actually he makes nods and references to older runs like you're talking about the fist of Conchu, um the ones of uh, peter oron and and um and morpheus uh, you know, there are little nods to the old Mensch run and any Moonlight fan. Yeah, would there's just... a little Easter egg in almost every issue. Yeah, if not every issue. but it actually shows that he's act and, and incorporating it into his story. It actually shows he's given it thought. So um, mm -hmm. it just adds a, a nice layer to it. Um, and yeah, so, uh, I mean, it is a, a genius, a genius run. I, originally, I liked it. I didn't like, like, like it. But every time I come back to it, I, I tend to like it more. Um, I guess because yeah. it's so easy to read, you kind of it's almost disposable. You kind of like okay. Yeah, well, that's... first time I first time I read that run, I minutes. Yeah, and, and then it... I went back to kind of just look at the art because the art is so fantastic. Yeah. and then you know, obviously, you start reading it again. I'm like, oh, I didn't catch that. Oh man, that's cool. Yeah, mm. every, I mean, it's one of it's just one of my favorite. I'd say, I'd say comic runs of all time. Yeah, because I'd, of that. I'd say it's definitely. I mean, coming up as well, issue five is one of my all-time favorite issues. Um, we'll get to that, Scarlet. Mm -hmm. But uh, why don't we just take a little quick break, Noel? Um, I'll play mm -hmm. out Box. So, Looney listeners, this is uh, Box, the the release single from Delita from their EP, The Other Void. And uh, have a good listen to that. And uh, and we'll be right back after after that and a couple of messages. Angry Dead 
hear us? This is Trey Lawson. And I'm James Hickson. Anyone can hear this broadcast. We need your help. We've been kidnapped and imprisoned in a tomb by this creepy old undertaker named Mr. Gravely. And he's forcing us to review his collection of Marvel horror comics. Stuff like Tomb of Dracula, Werewolf by Night, Man-Thing, Ghost Rider, and so much more. Forcing us to record these reviews as a podcast called The Tomb of Ideas. If you can hear this, please contact our families. Call the authorities. Anyone. Tell them we can be found at... Now, now, boys. Let's not give too much away. You can find James and Trey every other Wednesday at the Tomb of Ideas, a Marvel horror podcast. A proud member of the Cinepunks podcast group. See you there, Tomb Believers. <laughs> the Merry we are Venomaniacs. Is the Venom Site official podcast for all of your symbiote news, reviews, and point of views about Venom-related comics, movies, television, animation, and merchandise. We are available on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Google Play Music, and YouTube. Join us, won't you? Yes, welcome back, Looney listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. This is a special on Delita and their EP, The Other Void. And I am joined by Noel. Looney Tunes Tate. I know you love that nickname, Noel, so I'm just going to keep on using it. <laughs> boing! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, or is it wait or boing? Uh, yeah, I think it's the other one. Yeah, that's it. The other way around. <laughs> uh, and uh, you're, you're joining us, Loonies, again. We ha- we are reviewing The Other Void, as I mentioned, uh, the first three tracks we've done, Slasher, Sniper, and Box. And now we turn to Noel, um, the last three, and track four is Sleep. Now, this is... Uh, I put down a first distinct change of pace. Look, I mentioned tracks one and two. There is a change there. Um, track two mm-hmm. being quite sniper, being quite um, quicker in pace. Uh, but sleep is really uh, most distinct. Uh, everything's kind of slowed down a little. Um, I'm assuming to emulate the the, the theme of sleep and uh, and it being kind of uh, yeah. Oh, not psychedelic, but you know the comic. It goes through mushrooms and and hallucin- hallucinations and stuff. <laughs> sort of psychedelic, yeah. Yeah, sort of psychedelic. Yeah, this was the actually the only song that we had um, written where I actually showed the issue to the band before we went and okay. wrote it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they showed up to rehearsal and I had uh, the comic out and I was like, I want to write a song that sounds like this. Yeah, and they were like. Oh, okay <laughs> and i made him look i didn't make him read it but i made him look through the art especially the um the trip into the the world where he goes uh they're like that's really cool um 
so that was how we kind of inspired it. So obviously it was like, they were like, oh, it needs to be a little bit more chill of a song. Mm, yeah. And more mellow. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, let's let's give a, a quick little listen to just the intro so you'll see what we mean where, um, you know, we take the foot off the pedal a bit and we start getting into the dreams. a bit of sleep uh i just want to jump straight into noel into the lyrics i love those lyrics that's why i um thought i'd open with that uh the first the first verse so morpheus formless more becomes corrupt lucid dreams guiding things chemical messaging i love the um uh how do you call it the inflection or, or just the uh the cadence of each of these um each of these lines and how they kind of like the rhyming couplet. The rhyming, right? yeah, the rhyming couplet's really, really cool. But not only that. Uh, um, again, and again, I don't know. Stop me if I'm reading too too far into this novel. But um, so obviously, Morpheus and Formless. I love those two words together as as almost rhyming. Yeah, does that rhyme? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's close. Almost. And then more becomes corrupt. So. I don't know. So more again, Morpheus, formless, more. Um, it's a nice little little play on words there. And for me, um, I even checked the rhythm for this. The lucid dreams guiding things. Um, same rhythm and syllables as chemical messaging. Um, but I love there's just the two words at the end there. Chemical messaging seems to work. I like that. I really like the idea of chemical messaging too. Yeah. Right. Right. I don't even know if there's a reference to that in the comic or not, or if that's just kind of how. Um, how I feel it, it was, but the, you know, there's that um, idea, idea of uh, uh, sort of like whatever it is, DNA messaging, or right. okay, you know, it's I mean, it's way beyond my pay grade of knowing what that is, but there's something in science about um, that they're discovering. I have a feeling maybe an issue how you can yeah. pass down trauma oh, through generations, right? Yes. Through through our through our biology, mm-hmm. you know, like I think they they were studying. Um, survivors of the holocaust and how they um were passing that trauma not obviously down you know through through family and culture and and talking and things like that but also like it it can be so damaging literally to the dna of somebody Mm. that they can pass that down to the next generation and how kind of crazy and cool that is as, as a theory just of how our 
bodies work, but yeah. um, also how kind of terrifying and sad that is yeah. that you could, it's not only can you pass down mental illness, but you could pass down mm. just the trauma of something that you had no part in. Mm. Yeah. That's really weird. So I think that's where kind of the chemical messaging and obviously like the, uh, th- there's like hints of sort of like s- some Marvel psychic kind of stuff in this comic, even though it doesn't go too deep into it, but yeah. a- along with obviously with w- whatever, the villain Morpheus is. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I'm not exactly sure no. <laughs> what he is, which makes it so cool. Like it just, you know, it's like that non mutant super powered weirdo experimental Marvel stuff. That's so cool. You know? I mean, he's not really like his, he's linked to dreams because of his link to his sleep and his ebon energy um, he, he basically recharges, doesn't he? If he, um, is that right? If he sleeps or if he doesn't sleep, he doesn't sleep. He recharges. I think it's the more he doesn't sleep, the more, yeah, the more sleep. Yeah, yeah. The, the, all that like yeah. negative mm. ebon energy, whatever the fuck that is. Okay. Uh, <laughs> ebon energy Marvel builds up. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, no, no, really, really cool stuff. It's very, uh, so, so this, so this song as well, Noel, um, it employs, uh, there's a there's a like a, a rumbling at the beginning. Um, where's that kind of? Yeah, that's a that's a sample of um, a frog underwater. Oh right, okay, nice. And then uh, someone put a mic in an aquarium and recorded a frog just oh. going bubbling, you know. Okay. And then I took it and I slowed it down to like half speed or even slower. Yeah. With some like panning effects and some other water sort of effects and slow that all down just to get sort of a soundscape of kind of what the bubbly weird mucusy stuff that um Declan Shelby and Jordy Belair bring out so well through that whole trip through the dreamscape in the dreamscape yes yeah yeah mm-hmm. not, not not the fungus but the the actual the, the multicolored stuff right yeah yeah, whatever, all that weird yeah. stuff. He's just kind of like going through layers of it. Yeah. And, that's actually cool. Yeah. That, yeah, very, that's very, that sound really does kind of link to, to that kind of imagery yeah. as well. Um, and just goopy, gloppy stuff. <laughs> goopy, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so we get um, the drum machine. Um, the guitar, is that you you're on guitar, the first guitar? It's almost a, like a chiming. Um, yeah, just... it's, it's the two of us together okay. playing the exact same thing. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, I thought I kind of wanted it to sound like bells yes, or something. Very nice. And that's kind of what they sound like because we're just really clean and very bright sounding mm-hmm, guitars. Mm-hmm. Um, and your and your vocals here as well, Noel. The um, the solo vocals at the beginning. Um, I had note here, um, very melodious, uh, like a lower register. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to say you're almost singing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's really cool. It's, it's very, um, yeah, it's very, very cool. And, and then the bass introduces, um, I got here just after the first line of the lyrics. So things slowly start coming in. Um, I had a note here. Um, so with the lyrics infection, you've been dreaming, dreaming, uh, sorry, you've been breathing in his dreams. Um, the guitar has almost like an oscillating effect. Um, was there any was there any particular imagery you're going for there for the um th- that sound of the guitar? That's just when it starts to get a little bit more because you notice where it's like these little half step yeah. drops. It's ding, ding, yes, ding, that's it. Ding. It's like it's like the dissonant before it resolves 
the last note that's a whole step down. Right, 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 right. So that's when everything starts to get a little skewed and weird. Mm-hmm. And then I think I added in a, a sort of a delayed vocal effect where it was like, it's, I say infection, and then you can hear kind of like infection, yeah. infection, infection, like the weird stuff. Yeah. Now really cool. So that's kind of like, here we go into the weird shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty simple. And I think... You've been breathing in his dreams just a line from the book. Yeah, that that's very much a descriptive. At the end, yeah. when he's like, discovers what's been happening. Oh, yeah, literally. And why, why that guy was having messed up yeah, thoughts it was, and stuff. Literally the spores from the fungus, right? He was breathing in yeah. um, that kind of... Psychic spores. Psychic or, spores, if, yeah. Such a cool idea. <laughs> it's, it's very... That is like... I mean, it's very Moon Knight, but it's really Warren Ellis. Yeah. Yeah. This is just like classic Warren Ellis. <laughs> um, also, just a question as well, like Noel. So you mentioned about this uh, this effect of the the frog in the aquarium um, and your vocals with infection as well. So how do you um, live? Like when you perform live, how, how are you set up? How do you? We just we just play it. We don't worry about oh, that stuff. Yeah, okay, okay. Josh has a Josh has a drum machine next to him, mm-hmm. like an actual machine that he has programmed yes. and you know messes with like during that there's what you know the the drum machine sort of sounds come in at the beginning mm-hmm. yes um the that stuff mm-hmm. um and that has the there's like weird crackly sounds that stuff he has in his machine and he manipulates it okay live to like there's like uh, frequency sweeps and um little bits of distortion that come in and mm-hmm. so there he's twisting his because he's not playing any drums up until the second verse yeah so he's got. He can goof around and be a little nerd on his little device that he bought. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. Oh yeah. So I've got. But him. we don't do like the bubbles aren't no, there no. or like the the vocal effects. We just keep it a lot more simple. Oh, okay, I thought maybe you had. I don't know, like similar to pedals and stuff for vocals. You can manipulate it while you're on stage. People do that. Do that stuff. I don't. Oh, okay. I don't even have them put reverb on my voice live. Oh, I just keep okay. it very dry, so it's very upfront and yeah. kind of disturbing how loud and dry it is and okay. i don't want it to blend in i want it to, because i i do sing very low or yowl very like my my register mm-hmm. is lower in deleter than my talking voice mm-hmm. you know so um it's it's keep it dry and really upfront. Yeah. and um and then it's like people use pedals and stuff live for their even for their vocals but um i've done plenty of live sound myself and i know how big of a pain in the ass that is okay and it never yeah. sounds right it's like don't even fucking try <laughs> just just sing yeah <laughs> stuff yeah yeah right. it should be live should be different recordings are uh recordings you can that's have true. fun and do different stuff that's true and you don't have to you don't have to pull it off yeah every time there, you know yeah there is a like a fine balance i kind of feel as well i mean because obviously you don't want to go to a live performance and just get exactly what you get on the cd you, you know what I mean? No. Uh, you want something yeah. special, but at the same time as CD. well. CD. I mean, sorry. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. Whatever <laughs> these young. Shows our age. But at the same token as well, you want to go to a band that you like listening on the album. Um, you like to go to, to them live and you, you like for them to capture that essence of what made it so appealing when you listen yeah, to Yeah, I mean, you don't want them to suck. <laughs> they should play well. Yeah. I mean, there are people who... You yeah, know, of course. Really bad lives. Who, yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're really bad live, yeah, and they, yeah, they yeah. hire people like me to make them sound good on mm, record. Yeah. That's but the, when they play, they That's can't very do it. disappointing. And sometimes yeah. that's that's cool, you know. Oh. Like, do you remember there used to be a band, they've come back again now, but called Sleater Kinney? No, no. 
No. Yeah, there is a band here from the States called Sleater Kinney. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one of them actually did that show called Portlandia with the okay. oh, um, I think guy from Saturday Night Live. It's, it's yeah. a whole thing. Anyway, um, back in the 90s, I mean, they were a big band, and they had a couple records, and they were great, and they played great on it. And then I went and saw them live, and I was like, oh, <laughs> this is much sloppier. It was still cool because they had a performance, and they knew that they weren't okay. a tight great live band but mm. they had a presence and a performance it was yeah. like oh it's a different thing uh, it's fine okay. and then there's other bands you can show up and see and they sound just like the record and you're like that's cool too it's a little boring i could go home and listen to the record yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, unless I'm, they yeah. have something exciting um there's a fantastic band who's a big influence on me um called clinic okay and they're from liverpool england and they they're really weird it's kind of a mash of kind of um 60s psychedelia kind of mm-hmm. weird music um and then more kind of like modern min- minimalist sort of punk stuff yeah they're kind of a weird mix and they've got little a lot of elements of like little bits of like dub reggae and all kinds of weird shit mixed in but they're really cool very strange band nice but they all wear um or like scrubs and, and masks when they play okay, you know? okay. Right. Uh, like they've got yeah. those weird face masks yeah. and like the little the little hat thing goes yeah. and sometimes they wear different clothing on the rest of their body or sometimes they just wear the OR scrubs. And, and the cool. reason they do that yeah. is they're like, we just stand here and play. Yeah. So we want to give you something extra to look at, <laughs> you know, <Why> not <laughs> like we're at, not going to yeah. dress up like Guar or Kiss or something, yeah. but like we just stand here. So we should, thought we should at least look weird. So I look like a clinic. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. Exactly. It's really cool. Anyway, cool. I digress. Uh, no, no, not at all. Um, yeah, so that was uh, that was Sleep, a very um, kind of a slower um, slower song out of the EP. Then it kind of uh, picks up again. And this is my favorite issue of the whole Warren Ellis thing, issue five, Scarlet. It's everyone, you know. People who know of Moon Knight know of this issue. It's him going up the the tenement, um, just bashing his way through um, to save Scarlet, uh, a young girl named Scarlet. You know, obviously nod to Scarlet Fascinera, um, and it's just so. Um, I think it's just so in your face, and and Jekyll and Shelby art is really good as well. Um, the layouts. I always talk about um, strip panel naked. They, yeah, I was just going to mention that. Yeah. This is like, and he's not the only one who's done no, like no. a dissection of how great this issue is mm. for the art. So well, uh, so well thought out. Um, it's it's almost like a um, like a like a Will Eisner doing like a EC crime comic or something, you know? Because <laughs> it's mostly a wordless comic. Um, Eisner was really into you know mime comics. Okay. Like you should be able to. Um, I think Wally Wood, all those guys kind of were like, you should be able to tell a story without any of the word bubbles. Mm-hmm. Um, and this totally does. It certainly but does, yeah, yeah. the couple word bubbles that are in there are so good. Very good <laughs> as well. Yeah. Well, let's just go straight uh, into it as well. The, well, the lyrics, if we're talking about the lyrics here, the, the way that you use them, Noel, I thought it was really cool. Um, and please let me know if, if the comic does this as well. I don't think it does. Uh, you've used the kind of the phrase, you know, you see me coming um, two different ways in, in the song. So the first one... That could be dirty. Sorry? Nothing. <laughs> Never mind. Oh, yeah, it could be dirty. Um, so the first one is uh, in the chorus. Hello, Scarlet. I must look pretty weird. 
awesome awesome part of the comic uh what seems to save your life the one you see coming um so in this instance the one you see coming is quite affirmative he, he's a guy that's come to rescue her uh and then towards i think it's the outro uh splintered mind warn the dead when you see me coming run which is more synonymous with with moon knight you know um he likes to see you know, he dresses in white because he wants the criminals mm-hmm. to see him. And he mentions... Oh, yeah, and he's telling yeah. telling that to Scarlet, too. Yeah. Which is, you know, just like, you know, um, who's... I guess that's really a simple li- lyric. Like, when, who, who's here to save your life? Oh, the guy dressed in white. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I think that last, that last verse is close to verbatim of what he tells that guy that he hit with the glider. <laughs> Who's probably dead? Yes, that's right. It is. It's um. Yeah, yeah. That's right. So that was back in. He was just like, hey, wherever that you know, wherever you're going, you know. Yeah. Tell the rest of you that when you see me coming, you better run. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty cool. It is. It's really weird. Another weird abrupt ending to the. It is very (laughs) abrupt. Yeah. It's it's almost like a P.S. Yeah. Those a certain a few of these issues, you kind of you read it, and then there's a couple of times you do a double take. You go, hang on, is that? Is that the it? <laughs> you know, yeah. you look, oh, that's a front cover to the next issue. How come? Um, <laughs> but anyway, here's a, here's a clip from the chorus uh, for Scarlet, what we're talking about with these lyrics. Hello, Scarlet. I must look pretty weird. What seems to save your Yes. I just noticed, noticed I added a syllable into that chorus, what seems to save your life, and that actually makes it feel differently for me now. Oh. It's like, you know, what maybe saves your life. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe are you not alive already? I mean, this is, you know, what seems to do it seems may not it. actually do it. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, this one was the hardest one to write. It was the last one I wrote lyrically because the issue is so... Yeah, dude, where can you draw from, really? Like, Yeah, what What I just like, you know, yeah. floor one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Moon Knight kicks somebody's ass. Yeah. Floor two, two, he kicks a couple more people's asses. Exactly. They wouldn't make very interesting lyrics yeah. for a song. <laughs> Makes a guy vomit, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's one of my favorite Moon Knight panels ever. Yeah. <laughs> kicks a guy in the stomach and makes him fun. <laughs> I wonder if that was in the script. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, this, I mean, structure-wise, though, so saying lyric-wise, it was hard to kind of latch onto, but um, the structure, again, we're looking at uh, a verse, a chorus. Uh, the second verse, um, there are added guitar, like riffs and stuff happening. Uh, then it goes back to the chorus. And then there's a... Uh, there's a, a chord progression, I think, a key change or, or something. Not a key change. Um, there's a bridge. There's a bridge. Yeah, the, yeah, and it's quite distinct. It goes it goes into something else, uh, which is also the instrumental. Uh, so let me just uh, let me just play that little little clip. It's the part where Jordan gets to just do cool shit. It is really cool. Yeah, it's called the Jordan does cool shit part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. 
then it kind of pairs back down to um, a verse yeah, instrumental. It gets quiet like the yeah, like the issue does before the postscript when he's talking to Scarlet. Mm. That part is so cute and weird. Yeah, that is. Uh, <laughs> I love it. It's so odd. It's kind of that thing. Like, is, is she, it, yeah. it, she almost looks like she's blind or something. It's hard mm. to tell, you know, the way she's like touching his face. Yeah. It's a thing of um, yeah. that innocence. I just did a Kirby hand. <laughs> it's a thing of the, the innocence, right? After all this, like this massacre and ultra violence mm-hmm. that happens before, just contrasted with this like schoolgirl, and and uh, his mm-hmm. his demeanor as well just changes. Um, Mm-hmm. And it's funny. Uh, like, you can almost see a smile through the mask. Mm, yeah. It's kind of weird. It's yeah. it's really cool. I love how um, I love how Shelby does that as well. He actually shows the face behind the mask, not only in this issue, but you see it in, in the other issues as well. It's, um, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, uh, Sinkevich did that too. I was did. just reading an issue like 20 or something yesterday. Yeah. I think because you were talking on the last uh, episode about issue, what was it, eight? Eight, yep. And you jumped ahead in like the epic to like twenty, and you're like, "See, now this looks like Sinkevich." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. "Does it?" And I grabbed it, and I was like, "Oh hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> this <laughs> That's is so it. good." <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Because you, you you read Sinkevich all the way through, and you, you kind of you kind of develop develop your eye with it. It's mm-hmm. only until you kind of contrast them, you know, at the extremes to get you, you see the difference that he's kind of. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. But no, true really cool. as well. But um, just having said that, though, the previous runs as well, you don't see much of that facial expression through through the hood. Uh, it's in Sinkevich, so mm-hmm. Shelby kind of brings it back, if if that. Yeah. Um, he really does. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, but there wasn't a lot to even... I think the first verse... The um, first verse is just inspired by that conversation that he has at sword point mm-hmm. with that thug... And um, and he's like, I'm not interested in what your, you know, street thug politics are. <laughs> yeah. And I just thought, like, I'm not interested in the politics is like a cool line because yeah. it could go beyond. I mean, it's oh, yeah, know, exactly. a little thing about me is I'm very interested in the politics of everything. Mm. But, uh, but the fact that yeah. he isn't is cool. Yeah. And it can, yeah, it can go, as you say, it can go beyond what, what it just meant in the, in the, um, in the actual story as well. Like, you know, you can mm-hmm. see the song as an abstraction as well and you enjoy it for, for different bits. Um, yeah, any uh, any cutting room floor stuff? Any Because uh, this was a hard one, so there must have been plenty of lyrics, right? That you made Yeah, lyrics. Yeah. This is the one I had rewritten, who knows, a dozen times maybe mm. to get it down. Wow. And, and while even tracking to get this. That's why I noticed that I added in that one syllable in the chorus obviously yeah. to to make that work rhythmically with what i was trying to say yeah but this was music it was i think it was pretty easy okay. this may have been like the second one we had written or something oh, right. like that okay. or somewhere in the middle but it's such it's such cool music and i was like all right we've got the music and we've got it how mm. i want it to feel what the hell am i going to write yeah. about for this sometimes that's know. the hardest thing isn't it though as well like you have this completion like to an extent, yeah. and then it's kind of like, how do I kind of finish it off? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, we have Spectre, track six. Now, Noel, I've pulled out a few, what I think, a few references, well, influences, or what actually it sounds to me. Um, okay. so, so a longer instrumental uh, intro, uh, there's more of a thumping kind of sinister vibe to it. Uh, we're back to, you know, uh, even compared to, 
say Scarlet. I think there's more of an aggressive tone to it. Uh, it reminded me of um, some early Nick Cave Bad Seeds, um, mm. and actually a little bit of the Dead Kennedy. He was just here two nights ago. Was and he? I didn't go. Oh. Yeah, they've got a new album. I'm so out of the loop. Yeah, ghost. Yeah, thing. I, I yeah. knew there was a new album. Yeah. I didn't even know it was playing until that day. I looked at Twitter and someone was like, "I'm so excited to see Nick Cave," and I was like, "What? <laughs> How come I didn't know?" Oh, no. And I was like, "Oh, those tickets are way too much money. I am not going." To that. Oh. But anyway, yeah, yeah. A, a big inf- at the time. This was definitely the first one we wrote the music for because mm-hmm. there's um, and kind of in the vein of early bad seeds there's a group called the pop group okay that were from england right um and they're a lot more obscure sort of post-punk stuff but a lot of their stuff was very um i suggest sometimes you listen to the song called we're all prostitutes okay and it's just really chaotic and there's like alto sax just making noise in it and everything's just kind of like noisy and weird and the singer's just very like um kind of over the top we are all prostitutes Everyone has that price, and it like it's, it's that really sounds funny. like uh, you heard of the birthday party, like Nick Cave's. Be- yeah, it's more it's more like the birthday okay. party than anything, and they have a little bit of um, maybe you've heard of an uh, English group called the Gang of Four. I've oh, heard of them, never heard of them though. But yeah, yeah, yeah. their their stuff is very stringent. Dun, 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 dun. But um, the pop group has some of that um, almost like a weird white boy funk element over yeah. this really crazy messed up stuff, and so that's kind of was. The influence, it doesn't sound like pop group at the end of the day, but mm. that was kind of the idea is just to have this kind of groovy rhythm, but with all this messed up guitar crap and weird. Like I'm playing one note through that whole part, just one chord. Yeah. Um, I guess it's like one and a half chords because I add like a diminished something or other in there. Um, but they have the two loud crazy and then it kind of breaks down to something that's almost kind of groovy with mm. the weird little guitar then that's where they have the vocal over that part yeah right yeah. i don't know how i started there but i ended up there <laughs> oh anyway uh here's here's a snippet i guess of, of specter the intro So the more I listen to that, Noel, as well, I'm not to say that, obviously, that was the intention or anything, but, yeah, I, I do hear a lot of the birthday party, you know, just thumping, um, big kind of bass. Um, yeah, the bass, bass I just realised, is doing, like, all the heavy lifting there. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, and this structure-wise has got more of – I've got here um, – so there's verses, but there are more instrumental breaks, and, uh, and, and um, there's a bridge in there as well. Uh, so – doesn't have a distinct chorus i guess it just goes from an instrumental to verse instrumental break verse then there's a bridge kind of a verse two with an instrumental break and then it goes into an outro so uh so different Mm -hmm. kind of structure again um but yeah no really really um yeah really really good uh really good song here uh any any cutting room floor any um 
extra lyrics or approaches to this that you this as you said this is one of the first ones that you you did so um yeah this one came really came easy really too. Easily, i yeah. think he yeah. it was um he just had that boom boom um and i don't know if it, this may just be in my in my head but i feel like we just jumped right into it and it mm. just happened yes, you know was. like uh, it happens a lot where we just kind of jam or whatever mm-hmm. on stuff and then um that's it's just it you know and then we're probably like back and forth back and forth between those two right. parts and um uh, we're like, well, we should probably add. I'm sure the bridge is the only thing we kind of worked on okay. at all. Um, like, put more than a second thought into it. Yeah. But when you, when you jam, um, do you do you pick a key, or how, how does that happen? No, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure how we do it. Okay. We've been playing together long enough yeah. now, where it's just those guys are really good musicians. Mm-hmm. So some, maybe sometimes I'll go like. Argh. And then they go, and then they fill it all in. It's all all very much by ear and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think those toms are to a, they're tuned to a key, D or G, whatever the key the song is in. Mm -hmm. So we'd probably just like, we hear that, boom, go, okay. That's the key of the song. uh. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, And lyrics wise, I've got um, some really cool um, favorites here. Uh, the first two lines are really good. The Black Spectre, Freak Beat Lunatic. Uh, I, I just that's like... a line from that. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, <laughs> it's pretty cool. I love that part. He's like, we're dealing with all these freak... What was he? He was put on the Freak Beat. Freak the beat. Freak Beat. Yeah. Um, yeah. Freak that, beat. Seems, yeah. that seems really... Um, I won't mention the... the it seems very like a sort of like a Gotham Police Department oh, problem. <laughs> you know? It does, but yeah, like yeah. it's just like uh, like I don't know if that's ever been mentioned in one of those books or not. It just kind of seems like like oh great, I'm on the freak beat. I got to deal with all these clowns and it just uh, again, weirdos with bowler caps and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but, but I mean, I just like the phonetics of it. It just really yeah, it just really yeah, really it cool. sounds cool. Um, but these other lyrics stand out, and I bolded some here. Um, I deserve to be loved. I never want, and this is very synonymous with the issue um, about the mm-hmm. guy. I deserve to be loved. I never wanted to be loved. Um, this is going to be a fight. People who love me suffer and die. That is why I always win. I always win. Very kind of chilling ending to the um to the to the issue, and uh, I'm glad that you've included it here in, into this. Uh, yeah, this song. it's kind of a it's kind of a conversation back and forth between the two of them mm. at the end there, and then I kind of just did that in the lyric, yeah, because you know, uh, so I I always wanted to be loved is what the black specter kind of says mm. earlier in the issue or he, I mean, that is kind of his thing is like, why the hell is Moon Knight get all this attention? Mm. He's this loony and I'm a cop. I'm a hero. Yeah. You know, yeah. which is kind of a, no, I didn't even think about that in a way, but you don't see, um, bad cops too often in Marvel comics, you know, oh, right. but you do in the other, the other cities, the other, Right, you know, in the uh, the, the the Gotham um, mm. cities. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Th- yeah, there's the corrupt, but like they they don't often um, have like the New York police be like this corrupt. Yeah. Oh, thing. Daredevil. Does Daredevil. Yeah, I was about to say but, they, they um, are doing it now. Yeah, but usually they're kind of kind of heroes mm. in the thing. So to have to have a a, a shithead cop who's you know super insecure and violent and stuff like that is. Mm. Um, that's a little, you know, it provokes some things. I think that you don't see in yeah. comics. Too. I mean, it kind of, sh- I think it shows off a little bit of 
Warren Ellis's kind of um, English, bit of a, yeah, bit of a kind of anarchist, dig, yeah, yeah, kind of exactly. Alan Morian vibe that he kind of has sometimes. A, a little discreet finger to authority. A, a little, yeah, exactly. A little anti-authoritarian <laughs> yeah. that like a lot of English seem to have. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're just like, no, we're fine and proper, but you know, yeah, but you know, back off. We don't let our cops have guns. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, Warren Ellis is an interesting character. Um, you know, uh, beyond just being an Englishman, you know, just himself mm-hmm. as an individual. Um, he is. Yeah, so this is a, yeah, very, very cool. Again, I've just got uh, arrangements, uh, drum machine. That part, by the way, makes me sad every single time I hear it. The, the those uh, lyrics at the just end? Just like I, the, the back and forth, that bridge lyric about... Oh, yeah. I, uh, I always want to be loved. I never want to be loved. Like, the people who love me suffer and die. Yeah. I think he says that. And it's like, oh, I know. man. I know. What a bummer. It is. Yeah, yeah. And it makes me think of uh, Max's run after that. And, you know, part of the th- reason I really decided after rereading again lately, I really like the first half of Max's mm-hmm. run is because yeah. he, you know, it's it's kind of departure and it's a new thing, but it. He's mirroring, echoing back things from Re- Moon Knight's recent past. You yeah. know, it's like he's, I'm a loner or whatever. All of a sudden he's like, crap, I can't be a loner. I have a daughter. Yeah. Kind of. You know? Yeah. So he, he really touches upon it. Like he confronts, he confronts those um, very moonisms from Moon Knight. So, mm. yeah. Um, having said that, Noel, I, I don't want to make you cry, but here's a clip from the, <laughs> from the bridge. It won't make me <laughs> It's not really a, a defiant proclamation when you're seeing it there. It's all very, like, almost forlorn as well. And there is a little bit of a yeah, sadness. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, yeah, he's not... The way it's, I feel like we kind of presented it is it's like, it's not a good thing to always win. No. Yeah. You know? That's it. It's just like, because my life sucks and I don't have to care about anybody... Mm. There's no consequences yeah. for what I do, except for just to myself. I don't have a responsibility to anybody else. Yeah. And therefore I can throw my body at you or, you know, yeah. come in, come into a walk through an explosion. It doesn't, it doesn't matter and that's pretty if I'm gone, yeah. you know, who's it going to hurt? Yeah. And that's pretty sad. Which is like, yeah. it's troubling, yeah. you know, like that's, that's probably the way a lot of people feel uh, when they're down on themselves, mm. you know, it's like, well, what is it, you know, what's going to even matter if I'm gone? Mm. Yeah. Like maybe the world will be a better place. But with Moon Knight, it's kind of great because he's like, yeah, I've, I don't have a care in the world. I'm just going to kick your ass. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and like there, there's no consequences mm. really because I'll come back to life. Yeah. And uh, whatever. Yeah. Which is kind of, it's yeah. And you, it's you mentioned, thought, you mentioned Max Bemis. There's that one, if I can, pull out the correct issue number 196 i'm gonna say it's the one where moon knight's heads on the platter on the front cover 
And mm-hmm. when he goes into the uh, visits the society of sadists, it's that similar kind of attitude. He's very like, he's, "I'm going to kick your ass. Like I'm going to eat my eat my chicken, and then I'm going to like <laughs> kill every one of you or whatever. Or, you know, I'm going to burn yeah. one of you. Look to your left. Yeah. Look to your right. You're all dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But um, as you mentioned, there's a, a very empty kind of um, an emptiness to to him just saying as well, I always win. Because what, what sort of consolation is that when you have this freedom, but at the same time mm-hmm. you don't have, you know, the other qualities. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so uh, those um, those were the, the songs there, Noel. Uh, th- thank you so much um, for spending the time to, to take us through it, uh, all, all six of the, the songs of uh, The Other Void EP. Thank you for having me. <laughs> no worries. And just a reminder, Loonies, as well, we mentioned at the top of the show, October the 11th, which is the Friday, um, check out three, 331 Club. Was it Club 331? It, three, it is the 331 Club the, for some reason. Okay. The 331 Club at 9 p.m., uh, no cover, uh, delete or playing. Uh, sorry, where, where is that again, the kind of address? Uh, Minneapolis? Numbers. Yeah, 331 University Avenue, Northeast or something, yeah, yeah, Minneapolis. Excellent. People from here know where it is. Mm-hmm. So any local loonies there, um, definitely make your way down there. Uh, Delita are playing alongside buildings and arms aloft. Um, so, yeah, once again, a big thank you for, for coming on, Noel. Uh, where can people contact you if they, if they want or if... Uh, if you want them contacting you. <laughs> uh, well, you can search all the social media. We are Deleter for Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, yeah, we are Deleter. And then myself, uh, Twitter is Noel Tate, K-N-O-L-T-A-T-E. And uh, I have a Instagram page where I post a drawing a day that I that's do. Awesome. Yeah, it's good. Um, and that's Tate underscore drawings. Um, and I need to post something on that today, actually. Excellent. Uh, well, as always, learners, you can find all these um, links in the show notes. Uh, so just click on them and, uh, yeah, um, drop us a line. It's always good. Drop Nola a line. Uh, and more importantly, go check out their uh, their gig. And even more importantly, go check out their band camp. Uh, it's available now on, on all other platforms. But uh, if you can drop into their Deleters Bandcamp um, website, um, make a purchase there. Uh, it's a really worthwhile uh, album, especially yeah. if you're a Moon Knight fan. You're going to love it. So uh, so next phase, uh, it is, as mentioned uh, previously, uh, it's a waxing gibbous. And so we have a trade arc review. And uh, I pulled a bit bit obscure here. Uh, Noel, I'm not sure. I'm wondering if you have these issues. Uh, Marvel Comics presents numbers 152 to 154. Uh, so there's a backup story for Moon Knight. Yeah, it's in the late 80s, 90s. It's a Marvel Comics presents. Um, I stumbled across it. I don't know. I've ever yeah. seen those. Is that around the time of... Um... Uh, Is it late 90s or late 80s? No, late 80s. So it's around the time of uh, oh, okay. Mark Spector. Oh, actually, you know, okay. it, actually, it could be early to mid 90s. 
because okay. so maybe between Fist of Kanshu and Mark Spector or something. No, no, it's definitely uh, Mark Spector. So a little tidbit for for loonies. Uh, it's actually an addendum to an issue. I think it's twenty three of Mark Spector Moon Knight, where he fights a guy with a chainsaw. Looks like from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, mm-hmm. You actually see what happens to the criminals that he put away in that issue, uh, and yeah, it's it's covered in three issues from Marvel Comics Presents. So we'll be we'll be covering that uh, easily available loonies. I bought mine off eBay only for a couple of bucks, so they're obviously not worth much. Nineties <laughs> um, comics, nineties comics, <laughs> exactly. And uh, we'll have special guests. Hopefully, fingers crossed. The guys from Moon Knight Core, uh, the Facebook page. So Bobby and Dave will be making an appearance. It'll be really fun to chat with them. First time that they're going to be on the show. Um, we we love their page, and uh, yeah, it'll be should be a fun a fun uh, chat. Uh, also, loonies as well. Look, I'm not going to dwell too much on it. You can find us on email, Facebook, and Twitter. Again, look at the links in this podcast episode page. Just drop us a line. Uh, most importantly, check out us on facebook.com slash group slash ITK Moon Knight, uh, a really cool group, a fun group of loonies there. Uh, you can see Noel banding around there as well as a few others. So uh, it's a very fun place to, to talk Moon Knight. Uh, finally, iTunes ratings, guys. Uh, any reviews or ratings would be much appreciated. Uh, it just helps us get more um, exposure to people doing searches on Moon Knight for podcasts. We are currently the only one out there. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> until I start my rival one. <laughs> until, yeah. and, and until I'm sure that others will pop up. Um, but, uh, yeah, any review or rating would help. Um, once again, Noel, a big thank you, my good sir. Always a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. And as always, loonies may contribute watch over the denizens of the night. Catch you later. Bye-bye. Moon Knight and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.